Welcome back to Casa Walsh, Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and I am so excited. We are in season six officially. I said it before, this is my all-time favorite season, so I'm really, really excited to recap this season. Uh, The episode is called Home is Where the Tart Is. It premiered on September 14th, 1995. I've got my friend David with me recapping this, and to preface it, I apologize in advance. My cough is super annoying this episode. I did the best I could, but I was going through it as we were recording. So you're going to have to deal with it if you want to listen to this episode. But I did my best and I'm sorry. But anyways, let's get into the episode. Okay, so this is the very first episode for season six, and I am so excited because this is my favorite season. What the a, best season. It, right? Like, this is the best season. Definitely the best season. So much going on, so I'm very excited to recap the season. So, the, Most of the characters have their some of their best storylines in this season. For sure. I think so. I feel like there's a lot of growth. This is junior year of, of college. They're kind of, you know... One of my favorite characters is about to come on. Yeah. Not mine, but we'll get to it. Um, this episode, I think one of the best characters is introduced. Who? Ginger? Well, no. We'll, oh. We'll oh, start it. Okay. So, the episode starts and Kelly is on a plane, sitting in first class, naturally, coming back from New York to L.A., and a man comes over and says, is this seat taken? And she said, no. And he goes and sits down and he says, great, I was stuck in the back. You can't do that. <laughs> you cannot just come up to first class and be like, oh, is this available? Can I sit there? A flight attendant will not allow that under any circumstances. No, like now you can't even sit not in your assigned seat. No, they're very... Remember in Home Alone when, when he runs onto the plane and Take any like, seat available. Wherever. Yeah. Like, what? No. You know what's funny? A coworker of mine did a very, very clever, tricky idea. What he did was, on flights, he waited to board to the end of the flight, like, as the last person. So if he saw a first-class seat available, he would just sit in it and pretend it's his. And he said one time ever he got caught. Okay, now they have a list, I feel like. Well, yeah, because I've, I mean, not trying to sound bougie, but I've sat in first class before. And certain... Yeah, same. They're like Mr. K. Exactly. Like certain flights um, that are longer, if you have to pre-select a meal, like they'll come over and say like, call you you by your last name and like say like, oh, I see you ordered this. Is this still what you want? Like something like that. All right. So I've sat in first class and you can't just... Go and sit there. I don't know if you could have back then in the late no. 90s. You don't think? You could trade seats like near you, but not in going from the back of the plane to first class. Right. Yeah. It's just um, not realistic. So anyways, he takes the seat. 
he says he's an artist moving to LA to Venice from New York and he's uh he's flirting with her he's like touching her hands and everyone in first class is I don't know why everyone's like watching them they just see that I think they want them to well yeah but it's but also like planes are loud can they hear them yeah like I if I'm sitting in first class and I see someone like go and sit in someone's seat I'm not gonna be like eavesdropping on their conversation you wouldn't even be able to hear them I don't think. Yeah, they're like eavesdropping. Then all of a sudden they start making out and he asks her if she's a member of the Mile High Club. Now, if you don't know what the Mile High Club is, that's on you because everybody knows what the Mile High Club is. He says it's easy to join. He gets up and goes to the bathroom. He thinks it's so funny when he's in there. He's laughing. And then she goes in and she's laughing. So it's apparent to us at this point that they all know each other so or not they all they know each other yeah so they're clearly a couple they dated in new york he's moving to la back i guess with her um and they were just playing a little prank so that is where the episode starts out we then see the opening credits i think they wanted the viewers because it was like a cold open they were like oh my god kelly's like hooking up with this random guy on a plane right but she knows him. Right. And also it's apparent because where we left off, Kelly had made her decision to, you know, pick between Ray and with, uh, not Ray, between Brandon and um, Ray and Kelly. That'd be funny, right? Um, Brandon and Dylan. And it's like, oh, there's a new guy in the picture now. So she chooses me, but clearly she chooses Colin. So... We have brand new opening credits. Andrea, Jesse, Jim, and Cindy, all gone. Brandon, not Brandon, Ray is in the opening credits, and Claire is now in the opening credits as well. We see Brandon's got a brand new car. It is a black Ford Mustang. He had a Mustang, he had a white one, 60-something. This is a newer one. Um, my dad had the exact same car. I told this on the podcast before. This is the exact car that I actually, uh, drove before I was legally allowed to drive into our, um, into our garage door with my dad's permission though. So I didn't get in trouble, but, um, I think, I mean, I'm not sure if it's the same year, but it is the same car, which is pretty cool. Because this is 95, 96. <coughs> no, not the same year. We were in we, high school. We were a little bit... How old did we turn... How old were we when we turned 16? 15. 15. How old were we when we I turned... I mean, what year did we turn 15? 2000... I mean, 1996? 7? No, 19... We don't know. This is 95... The, no, that's 14. 1998. Okay, this is 95. And I don't know what time... I mean, it was... I was not, it could have been 97, because you're older than this me. This is 1995, though. Right. But the car was the same model and me. It's a nice car. Yeah. Um, I love that car. That's why I wanted to drive it. So then Brandon uh, pulls into the driveway, and we see the house is in escrow. So they're moving out. They have to move out. Jim and Cindy are in Hong Kong already. He walks in. There's no furniture. Everything's in storage. 
there's some folding chairs and folding tables and that is it. The house is as bare as can be. So Brandon goes into his room, he gets into his bed and there is a girl sleeping in his bed and she just gets right on top of him and they start making out. Um, I don't even think words were spoken. It was like, hello and let's make out. Um, Valerie comes in and introduces Brandon to the girl that he's been making out with. It is her best friend, Ginger from Buffalo, the one that she calls all the time from Buffalo. So we finally put a face to her name. Um, I remember watching this and seeing her for the first time and being like, oh my God, that's Ambular from Clueless. Amber. Mm. Do you not have a memory of this? I thought Clueless came after this. Clueless was in 1995. So Clueless came out July 19th, 95. And then... That was her biggest year. It's a big year. I mean, Clueless is obviously, like, a huge movie. I mean, I I remember seeing Clueless in the theaters. And this came out in September, September 13th, 95. So, I guess because it was so fresh, I was definitely like, this is Amber from Clueless. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I guess she's been staying at the house with Valerie for the summer. Brandon was in Boston. He never explained it beforehand. Why or what for? Well, in this episode, they say... Later. They later tell, in the episode, they say working at the... He was working in a newspaper. newspaper. Yeah. yeah. But they, he never said anything like... I guess they don't really do that. They've always said, I feel like, in the summer, the group kind of does their own thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it was. Like, maybe he just got an internship. I mean, they never said... You were talking about in the season finale, like, I'm off to Boston. Yeah, yeah they no, didn't they do that. Didn't that. No. Which they done before. I mean, I know the season six finale, there is a talk about summer plans between Brandon and someone else that get foiled. Yeah, yeah. But, um, we, I think we, we did know, though, that Kelly was going to be in New York modeling. But I don't know if we knew it was for the whole summer. So, Kelly and her new beau boyfriend come to the beach apartment. And Claire comes out to greet them, welcome them home. I will say I think Claire's uh, looking a little bit better now. Way better. I think each season she's progressively gotten better looking. Except this season at one point she, she gets a weird gray streak. <laughs> she does. She does highlights, and they're not the best highlights. I don't think they're gray. I feel like they're like... They look gray. <laughs> they do. I think they're yellow. Well, they don't, they don't look gray. Claire knows all about Colin as this artist. So he's some famous artist, I guess. I don't think that famous. <clears throat> or up and, com- up and coming. Here's yeah. a question. How old is he? Maybe like 23. See, I was thinking older. I'm Why? thinking 27. That like, much older? Mm-hmm. He looks younger. I don't think than so. Than some of them. Not than Kelly, but like Steve and... You think Dylan. he looks younger than them? Yeah. I don't. I definitely do. I mean, Luke Perry's had like lines on his forehead since high school, so that doesn't really... I am curious how old he is, though. Yeah, look it up later. 
Yeah. Because I'm thinking he's a good chunk older than her. I mean, he. so you think he's only one year out of school? If he went to school. You don't think he went to, like, art school? Maybe. He doesn't seem like the school type. You think he just, like, went from high school and started Mm. painting? He might have dropped out of high school. I know. Colin, we don't, yeah. Did we say his name? She, well, they were introduced. His name's Colin. Okay, I wanted to make a comment about that. Colin when Robbins? When she introduces him, she goes, Colin Robbins, this is Claire Arnold. And then later in the episode, when Valerie introduces Ginger to David, she's like, Ginger LaMonica, this is David Silver. Like, why are you introducing everyone with their le- first and last names? Like, you're 20? Or how old are they? 20? 20. I've never, like, even now, I'm not introducing people to someone with their last name always. That's so formal. That's true. And it's like, these are like, bo- like 20-year-old bozos, and they're like, Colin Robbins, this is Claire Arnold. Like, this is it. Why do you need, what? what? Right. Usually, like, hey, I'm Colin, thinking. Colin, this is Claire, my roommate Claire. Claire, this is my new boyfriend, Colin, that I role-played with on the airplane. <laughs> I was just listening. Like, you don't need to go that in-depth. Right. Like, here's their resume and cover letter. Like, what? What is their social Why security number? Why is it number? so formal? But I think they're doing it to, like, drill it in the audience's heads, like, what everyone's names are. Right. So they're just, like, purposely repeating it because it's a TV show. But, like, it's so much formality. Right. I agree. So then Brandon and Valerie are in the kitchen talking about his summer in Boston. So that's when they kind of talk about the fact that he um, was working at a newspaper, which... He doesn't work for the newspaper in the, for college. So it's kind of like interesting that he got a job working as a newspaper. Well, he did in high school. Right. But he didn't want to, he said to Andrea, he doesn't have in, like any aspirations. <laughs> no, but he, he's like a former president of a university. He could like, and he like his. He has a good resume. Yeah. I don't think it's that weird. Right. But I just didn't know if that's something that interests him anymore. Like, I feel like maybe he had more interest in political, like working yeah, on... Yeah, but maybe that's what he was writing about. Right. Boston politics. Right. Right, I guess there's no, what is it, 95, 90... Well, 96 would be some sort of election year, right? Um, yeah. So I'm saying maybe try to work on a campaign... Well, they mention that next year. Well, this year, the end of the year. Yeah, next calendar year. But not for him, for someone else. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, who's president right now? Is it... Bill Clinton. He's president like almost all of the 90s. Right. 92 he came in. Yeah, until 2000. And won. Right. No, he came in in 93, but the election was in 92. Right. So the show started, it was George Bush at the beginning. Then yeah. Bill. And then Bill threw the remainder because it ended in 2000. Yeah. Um, okay, so he was in Boston for the summer. Then they're talking about what they're going to do about the house. So it's closing next week, so they got to move out. So Brandon's plan is to potentially find an apartment with Steve and David. And Valerie mentions... Ginger might stay in L.A. So maybe 
she'll move in with her. But if it... But, like, she should get on that. If yeah, I was going to say, if they're closing week. next week, like, yeah, they how many days since closing do you have to be out of the house? Yeah, you potentially that day. Right. So, meaning... Yeah, like, David... Like, Brandon's at Go least being proactive. Like, yeah. you know, Valerie's, like... Well, one apartment, but yeah. I know, but... Um, so, and also, I like this, apparently, Valerie was dating a guy on the Angels, and she ruined his game, and he was sent down to the minors. Kind of just love that tidbit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does bring up kind of what happened between her and Brandon at the end of the, so the episode ended, the finale, they were on the couch making out, she brings it up. And he says, we started hysterical laughing when we started taking our clothes off. We should not go there. We realized that then. We should keep it at that. We're like brother and sister. So Terrible couple. I, I, it's like Joey and, and Rachel from Friends. Like, like they should for, like, have erased the, from the show that they ever did this. Tried like, to do this. I mean, they yes. didn't do it. At least on Friends, they actually did it. Like, this is so stupid, but they... Don't go there. Yeah, like, I'm happy they didn't. Like, it, in a matter of, like, an episode and a half, Valerie was like, ooh, Brandon. And, like, set her sights on him. I'm happy he kind of shut... But he thought about it for a second. Yeah, it just makes no sense. They're, like, childhood family friends. They don't have... Everyone doesn't have to be in love with each other just because they're single. Like, it's stupid. I agree. Completely. <laughs> I would almost say worst couple on the show, but you'll recall that Claire and David dated last season, which was worse than this. Yes. <laughs> Claire and David were pretty bad, even though Brian really enjoyed working with Kathleen. I'm sure she was a delight, but it doesn't <laughs> make their couple chemistry any better. Yeah, I agree. Um, Claire's next boyfriend, I think she had great chemistry with, and... Um, I mean, I'm just... A they don't know what to do with David and his relationships. He never has a good relationship other than Donna. Right. I think that's what it is really with David. I, I cannot think of one where I was like, mm, this is a great pair. I mean, I think from the get-go... I mean, he doesn't have many, but... Right. I think from the get-go, it was always going to be David and Donna are endgame. Yes, but And like... I think that they were like... She's had some... I mean, great. she has some, She has a good relationship, I think, coming up. Well, she has... Yes, she has Ray... Her chemistry, they're like... No, there's chemistry with... There's chemistry with Ray. She's got some other... There's another guy she dates in after college. Like, they're not bad. There's some other... Yeah. But David, I don't know. Nothing clicks for me with him. Yeah. Claire and Kelly are at the apartment looking through her portfolio of all her modeling pictures. And Dylan shows up. I have to ask you a question because I noticed this. Why is he in the khakis? Well... Ever since Dylan got his money back from when he and Valerie went to uh, Punta Brava. Yeah, he dresses in suits. Yeah, why? He's, he doesn't own a business where he's having business meetings. He also doesn't go to college. He doesn't go to school. So it's not like he's like looking nice for class. Why is he wearing a suit? Don't he know. gets up every morning. And- he came over to their apartment at like what seems to be 11.30 p.m. Yes. Shows up out of nowhere. Yes. In khakis and a tucked in button down shirt. Yes. With a belt. Yes. No, it makes no sense. The pants were a little high, I noticed also. Weird, right? Very weird. <laughs> so, he shows up, and... One episode, I think it was last year, mm-hmm. when when she was in the cult, 
he comes to like do something with her, Dylan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's wearing a three piece suit. He has a vest on, <laughs> and I'm just like, what is this outfit for someone a vest who doesn't a... work and doesn't go to school? Like you would never be in a three piece suit. It's like how on soap operas when they wear like a gown on like middle of the day on a Tuesday, and they're like in their living room in a full on gown. Like, why is Dylan wearing a three piece suit? Do you notice on every also ever? Like, even if he goes to a wedding, like that's not going to look great. Like, you're not eighty. I know it's you're twenty years old. Yeah, like you shouldn't be in a vest. How is he making interest on his money? He just has it in stocks, you think? Yeah, investments. But, like, he doesn't own the Peach Pit anymore. Because he was bought out when he was in rehab. By Rush, yeah. So, like, what is he doing with his money? Just investing It's just it sitting there and investing it. Yeah. I don't know. If I had his money, I feel like I would just, like, I don't know, start a non-profit. Like, do something. He's, he's, not, he's like a brooding mess. I know. What is he going to start a non-profit to do? For loners? <laughs> no, he's not gonna start a nonprofit. I guess. So Kelly, he so he apparently did go on the trip around the world. He has every Yeah, that's what he's doing. Stuff for himself, not a nonprofit. Right. Well he wanted to go with Kelly, but Kelly said I choose me. So he he went on the trip. Um he has every page in his passport stamped. And she's a little presumptuous thinking, like, he's coming there to be with her. She's like, I'm not there anymore type yeah, of thing. Yeah, she's selfish. And she he's just like, well, her. that's not why I'm here. And she's like, yeah. oh, good. So. Wait, where was the trip to? Around the world or they said Europe? I think it was around the world. Okay. Because I was going to say, in this scene, he says, I, or is it this scene when he shows her that pocket watch? Yes. And he's like, I found my dad's pocket... I went to Mexico and picked up my dad's pocket watch. Well, that's where we... And then I was like, what is this trip? Like, where okay. are you ending up in Mexico? Like, right. Did you go down to South well, America? The To recap that, the very first episode of season five, so... No, he, I remember that when he gives it to the... He, yeah. he needed to... He didn't have money because his money was stolen. He was in Mexico drinking and... Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. guy said, leave me something as gratitude. When you pay your debt, you can get it back. So he left the pocket watch, got it back. Um, no, I just thought it was like a back, like a, not backpacking, but like a trip to Europe. <laughs> yeah. No. And then like, he's like, we ended, my trip ended in Mexico. And I was like, well, like that doesn't really make sense, but okay. I mean, it's possible but he went around he went the world like, and at the end, South America he's also, like, he's oh, just... let me hit up Mexico to get my pocket watch back. But like, okay, sure. I'm just saying. He wanted it back, so he went there. So, his new thing is now, he wants to find out who was responsible for his father's death. And he wants Kelly to help her help him because she was there. Okay, you just watched this episode, I don't remember this, but what happens in Palm Springs where he's like meeting with people and then they like try to push him out of the gondola? Yeah. Is that about this or is that totally different? So the quick recap on that was that Charlie, who Dylan went to rehab, uh, worked on his screenplay. They got an investor. They go to meet this investor who's in Palm Springs. Guys connected. And Dylan, he knew Dylan's dad, kind of. So Dylan will call Christine from the FBI to get some background. They find out about it. 
hold him out of this gondola thing and uh, say, I didn't kill your dad, but I know who did and just kind of like walk away. So that's kind of the background on that. Brandon has a computer. It is, it's a big computer. Mm-hmm. It's a desktop. Um, well, he can't have a laptop. I know. Um, I know. When do people start getting laptops? Like late, like, like 99? Yeah. And they're super thick. Yeah, they're so big. Right. As I'm on my um, MacBook Air, which is like yeah, paper thin. <laughs> um, and he is getting an email from Jim and Cindy, which is just adorable that... I said on the last episode, it was funny. He was telling Andrea that he spoke to Jordan Bonner on the internet. And I said, nobody says nowadays, like, you spoke to so-and-so on the internet. Like, you might say, like, oh, I got a, uh, I got an email from so-and-so. Like, you would not say, like, oh, my God, I was on the internet and I spoke to this person. Like, I don't think anyone uses the word internet as a form of communication. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, people are on dating apps. They're not like, oh, I'm on the internet dating. Might have been called internet dating before. What was the first... AOL probably had, like, chat rooms, right? Yeah. For, like, singles. Definitely. They had them for everything. Like right. Like, fishing, enthusiasts, or whatever. I feel like at every category they had. And people were in their live, like, the chat rooms. What do you mean, alive? Like, live. Like oh, live. You were chatting yeah. with other people yeah. that were, like, all over the of world Of course. Chatting. How else would you chat them? I'm trying to think if I went into chat rooms. Yes, you definitely went into general hospital chat rooms for sure. Probably, right? Like, or, yes. no, probably specific Sonny and Brenda chat rooms. Because yeah. I was a big Sonny and Brenda fan. Um, probably. I mean, I might have went into 90210 chat rooms, too. Mm-hmm. We had one computer. In our, oh, I read this the other, this is the funniest thing, that peep kids our age, there was a room in their house called the computer room. What do you mean kids our age? People our age. Now. Yeah. Like, as they said, when we oh, were kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a room in yes. your house that yes. was named the computer room. Yes. For sure. It's not a thing anymore because everyone has it's laptops. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has their own computer, so it's just kind of funny. We had... It was mm-hmm. like a, our garage was a two-car garage. Mm-hmm. We turned the other garage into a little, like, it was an office, but we called it, it was funny, yep. it was called the computer room, mm-hmm. which is just so funny that just nobody has that anymore. If I get a house one day, I'm going to call a room a computer room just to... <laughs> <laughs> the office will be called the computer room. But yeah, so he's um, getting... So anyways... Steve and David stop by because they're going to go start looking at apartments. The realtor stopped by and says that the people that bought the house are tearing it down. Wait, before we get to this. David? A few things about David. So when she, he, gets, he comes in, it's the first time we're seeing him in this episode. When we were watching it, you commented that his shirt was triple XL. It, which it is. And his jeans are way too big. And also his facial hair and haircut, it looked like he rolled out of bed. Like, well, he got is... a crew cut, so he's got a buzz cut now. Yeah, but it was like, it was like, like he slept on it. it. Like, you still have to, like, I have a short haircut. Like, you still have to, like, wash your hair and, like, make it look 
presentable. But you don't have to brush it, right? Like, no, what but do like you, do? you have to wash it and then like it'll be in place. Like it looked like he has slept on it for two days and hasn't washed it. So it's like, it's like a little hairs are going but if one you, way. If you wake up, do you have like some bed head? Because you have yes, a shorter hair. Yes, you have bed head. Okay. Yes. And, okay, so he has that happening. I mean, I look like, the, I mean, because girls' hair is just insane when they wake up. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like. Yeah. I know that maybe that, and his facial hair was like a mess. It was like kind of grown in, but not. Like, somebody had to approve that he looked like that for this scene, right? Like, there's like a costume designer or like a makeup artist or like whatever, right? right. Somebody had to say like, great, you're good to go for this scene. That And that's what they put out there. I understand that he was like trying to be like a white rapper until he like dressed baggy. But like, even still... Somebody had to, like, say, okay, David, you're good to go for the scene in the Walsh house. Right. And that's what they approved was okay. Like, what? He looked a mess. Right. And it's Sorry, funny. I know you're friends with him, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, it's, well, Brian did tell me, my good friend Brian, did tell me that he is, he was very, very into hip hop. So. But David Silver was not. But I think. Or was he? I think, so what he told me was, because I had asked him about, um, like, they kind of took some of his interest and made it a David thing. Because at first, David used to walk around with a video camera all the time. Whereas Brian was more into music, so they kind of, David transitioned more into music. Brian liked to dance and was able to dance, so they started putting David into dancing. So what was this? So I think at this point, like Brian himself, he did release an album, actually. Yes, I remember. Um, So I think because he was into hip-hop and stuff, I mean, he was in a boy band, I think, with Robin Thicke even before 90210, Mm -hmm. and he was like the rapper in in the... Yeah. So I think because... Brian was into hip hop. They kind of made David a little bit into hip hop. And to be honest, that was But they never say David's like into hip hop. They just dress him like they, he is. Right. But there were people that we went to high school with that did dress like this. Agree, but very baggy, like oversized clothes. I understand it that was that's a, a look. It I was a style a for a bit, yeah. And like you talked about clueless, like in the movie Clueless, people are also dressed like this. What I'm just saying is that even if that's a style, it seems weird to, like, have it be on this show and be David's style. It just, like, I don't know. Like, Steve and Brandon are wearing normal fitting clothing and right. David's wearing clothing for, like, Santa Claus. Right. I wonder, I, I do wonder if they had any input in, in wardrobe. Yeah. I mean, you can see, I did notice it specifically because you could see the seams of the t-shirts they're wearing, whereas Steve's is proper on his shoulder, whereas David's like down his arm, the seam, which means it's like a lot. I feel like that would be very uncomfortable to wear like completely like... Especially the pants. I was just going to say in the pants, like his belt needs to be super tight. Yeah. I feel like guys always needed belts then. What do you mean? Because guys, I mean, I guess the... Fitted style is a little bit more in now, but girls, like, we never really needed a belt with, like, jeans or anything like that because it was more, like, true to size, whereas the guy's clothes was, like, a little bit more baggier, so if they didn't have a belt, I mean, I mean, we've seen people with their pants down and you're just seeing their boxers, like, through their entire, like, their entire ass through boxers. I mean, in high school. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, guys, I feel like in that set always needed a belt or their pants Mm -hmm. literally would just fall down. Yeah. But anyways, moving along. Also, the apartment. Oh, we're not up to that yet? The No, we're. Okay. So the realtor stops by before the guys go look in an apartment together. Realtor stops by. She tells them that the people that are buying the house are tearing it down so they can basically trash the whole house if they, if they want. And Steve, you can see the wheels are already turning. Which, by the way, good job, Steve. You forgot that like four months ago you threw a house party and it like blew up in flames. But you're already wanting to throw another house And party. he's like banned from participating in the party paneling business right. because of that. So good idea. Throw a trash the house house party. Yeah. So then... And isn't he like on probation too or something? He has yeah. something, yeah. Because um, Valerie wanted his involvement with certain stuff for the Peach Pit After Dark because she's an owner now. And she says, uh, he's like, I can't get involved. Mm. So... Um, all right, so the guys are in Brandon's new stag, uh, stang, driving to an apartment complex to check out a new apartment. We find out of here, Claire and David are no longer a couple. Thank God. Because, <laughs> uh... Did they end last season still together? Yeah. So what happened over the summer? They broke up. <clears throat> well, Steve says she broke up with him. And he says, I broke up with her. So we'll say it's mutual. We'll call it mutual. Um, we don't give, get a reason really why. It just didn't work out. <laughs> New look for both of them, I guess, maybe. He had longer hair. Mm-hmm. His clothes weren't as baggy. Her hair is a lot better now this season mm-hmm. before it goes gray. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, he also had a really great job over the summer working at the Greek Theater as a stagehand. Steve does nothing over the summer because Steve is Steve. But he did go to summer school. They don't acknowledge why, but he went to summer school. Yeah, why? I don't know. I mean, not a bad idea. I've done it. I've taken... Yeah, same. So, like, it's not a bad idea. But they make it seem like he was, like, going to flunk out if he didn't go. Right. I mean, but I only did it for, like, because I had summer jobs, but, like, I would always come home, but I remember, like, taking a class at Nassau yeah, to, like, a... get my, like, language, like, to, yeah, I took, yeah. a, like, a Spanish class to get my, which is so weird because it's, like, French is my language throughout high school, but I took Spanish um, in college to just get a, a language, like, like certain like requirements yeah. that we just need to like fill like that are just pass fail it doesn't matter they you know they will uh transfer to your university you take it at like i'm sure tons of people do it to go to their local community college yeah. take a class or two just to get easy credits um that doesn't seem like what's happening here right exactly um i took three i think classes i'm thinking i took spanish i took I don't think your audience will care about this. I know. I'm just thinking of because I was thinking about it. Um, you did too, right? You took a uh-huh. class or two. Yeah, yeah, every summer. Yeah. Just to get like just one to get out of the way. easy yeah. requirements out of the way. That way, I mean, like senior year could take maybe like less, yeah. you know, or just like a slew of just like you know electives. Um, 
But you were double major, right? No. Were history major? Mm-hmm. Oh, you had a minor? Yeah. Where is your minor? Communications. Communications. But that's... I, you could take enough classes that yeah. not need to be in summer school. I was a communications yeah. major. No minor. Um... You know, my brother was a sociology major. I just think that's so weird. Like, what that's is sociology? <laughs> and no like, offense to sociologists, but, like, what are you doing with that major? Yeah. Well, Wesley works for... Oh, he wanted to go to law school. That's why. Right. Because you need, like, a more vague background is fine. I guess. But, I mean, now he works for a construction company for an app. <laughs> like, right. Like, it's just, like... Nothing to do with it. Like, nothing, you know... I mean, Heather's made sense. She was psychology, and she's a teacher. You know who's doesn't make sense? Kelly Taylor is a psychologist, <laughs> psychology major, and she's the most fucked up psychological. <laughs> she is. Valerie's person. a psych major too, though. Yeah, but that makes more sense. Yeah. What is Bra- What what is everyone's major? No, Brandon. They never say. I feel like that's probably like poli sci. Definitely poli sci. It could uh, be journalism. Andrea was Andre- pre med. Yeah. He might have a journal. Okay, Brandon is poli sci with a journalism minor. I'm gonna say could be. Um, Steve Donna's is like art or fashion or something like art design, fashion yeah. merchandising. One of yeah. those majors. Steve is communications. Is it probably Claire? I want to say Claire's is French or some language, but or Claire like Chinese. But Claire was working at the like the TV station. When. So Brand- oh, last season? Mm-hmm. So she, maybe she's a communications minor. I feel like she says it. She has a double major in something, and then she's a minor in communication. I thought it was like a language, but maybe I'm wrong. I think you're right. I think it's French and something. When she met David... Like French Impressionism or something like super specific. <laughs> when she met David, she said she was double majored in something. What was David's? Music? Music, probably. Double major. Well, no, it's probably not because like what? Oh no, he has that blind piano teacher, doesn't? So he is in a music class. Right? I think he was just taking. Or was it just private lessons? I think it was private lessons. He was taking. I think they met in a communications class. But I that doesn't mean that's their major. No, it's her minor. She says it. Oh. She's got a double major in something else, but minoring in communications. He, I think, he said he was majoring in communications. They make a big deal that Kelly's major is psychology. psychology. They talk about that the most. Kelly's yeah. well, major. Well, Brenda, when she was on, that she was acting. She was in the theater department. Theater, right? Whatever. Dylan doesn't go to school. No. Valerie, we said a psych. Also, Ray doesn't go to school. Colin doesn't go to school. I'm thinking of like current cast members. What do you think Ginger's major would be? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe like business, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurship. Probably. <laughs> you know what our majors now that kids take that we we was not a thing when we were in school. Social media. That's a full on. You could major in social media. That seems like a waste of a class. Nope, because I was a kid at work who worked in our marketing department, and we were talking or something about it, and it was like her major was social media and I'm like huh and she's like what? that means you take like 12 and I was like here's my question about being a major in social media 
how old are the teachers teaching this class? Because it should be people that are my age. Maybe. We didn't even have it as an option. Social media didn't exist when we were in college. Yeah. It just, it's so different. Um, all right. So the guys get to this new apartment building. What was it called? The Dorchester? Yeah. I've, we never see the apartment, but just judging by the outside and also the street that it's on, I don't feel like this is an apartment building for 20-year-old guys. Like, it just seems like a stupid idea. Does it seem like young families? No, it seems like... like Young professional single people, like out of college. Yeah, like mid twenty, mid to late twenties, or like older people that like have a pied a terre, <laughs> like not a not a three twenty year old guys. Also, going to see California University. Where is it? They said Wilshire, but like that's it, like a could be anywhere, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, they go look to the apartment, but we don't really see the apartment that they're looking at. So then um, Kelly and Dylan are at the storage facility looking through Dylan's stuff. So she said she wasn't going to help him, but now she's helping him look through his stuff with his father. All his dad's papers. They're looking through these boxes. Apparently he does mention that Iris got uh, $6 million in the divorce settlement. So she just took the $6 million and went to Hawaii and forgot about her son. (laughs) No, I think she got $6 million herself. But she also got whatever Dylan got, and she put it in a trust for him. So that's how he has the trust. Well, the six, you know, that's what I mean. The six million was just for Iris. Yeah. And then there was a separate six trust for him. for him. Yeah. Um. So Jack had a lot of fucking money. Yeah, but didn't he like steal it or something? Wasn't he like a Bernie yeah. Madoff or like what is that thing called? Ponzi scheme. Yeah. He was doing something. There's also like a pyramid scheme. There's a whole bunch of schemes you could do with finance. So Kelly kind of annoys me here. I think she, I've always been a parent, I'm not a Dylan and Kelly fan, but I think that she leads him on in a little bit because she grabs his chin and she very softly is speaking to him that she's nervous, she doesn't want him to get hurt by this. So he takes the initiative to lean in and kiss her and she's like, I told you there's someone else, don't. But like, why are you touching his face? And like, you're giving him the implication that you want something. So, I think she want she wants him to want her, but she doesn't want him. Correct. And that's Kelly, but she started that. So also, I have a question about this storage unit. Yes. Go. Where did all this stuff come from? Like he was in jail, and then when he got out of jail, he lived on a boat. Jack, yes. So like what? And like he Dylan's like, oh look at this receipt from the beach club. Was that when they were, he was a little kid? Probably. Like, you had the storage unit saving a receipt from the beach club? Like, like what's going on here? I'm going to guess prior to prison, Jack... like, don't you think, like, the cops would have come into the storage unit and, like, taken this stuff to investigate? Like, what? I'm confused, but then they also maybe had... it, Maybe it was a secret storage unit. Could be. That he... It's did... just, like, all boxes of papers. It right. just seemed weird. Like, maybe it was put in, like, someone else's name. Yeah, maybe. You know? Um, yeah, it was it was definitely... And I don't know, like... Also, you know how the show is filmed on, like, a lot of, like, you know, like a warehouse or whatever? Mm-hmm. This storage place is probably, like, on that lot. And they just, like, were like, oh, we need, we need one of your storage units for oh, this totally. episode. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Um, 
Well, it's funny. I listened to um, the Office Ladies podcast with uh, Jenna Fisher and um, Angela Kinsey, and they were saying that um, they were doing an episode where they were filming in a uh, cafeteria in a office building, and they actually their show, even though they filmed not on the lot. Their show is on the Universal lot, so they actually use the Universal cafeteria oh. for that and shut it down for the day. So they're saying, like, anyone that actually worked on the lot couldn't use it for that particular wow. day, but they use that as the cafeteria. I never worked in a building that had that. Had what? Like a like a cafeteria. Oh. You did. A Conde had that, yeah. right? Yeah, we never had that. At any company I've ever worked at. I mean, we've had, like, nice kitchens and stuff like that, but not a little, like, a literal cafeteria where you can go, like, buy your food there. So, anyways, so the Martins, the Martins have a boat. Um, it's a big sailboat, I guess. I wouldn't say big. It's a, for a sailboat? They make it out to be, like, they're sleeping on this boat and, like, oh, we're going to go downstairs it's not that big. It's big, but it's not huge. Right. But they go back on it. Or is that Noah's boat later? Noah has a boat later on. That's not Donna's, but the same boat? No. No. Okay. Oh, maybe it was. I don't know. Couldn't remember if it was Donna's boat or Noah's boat. Well, whatever. It's big-ish. Yeah. Um... I was just meaning it like they have this like enormous party of like hundreds of people and like eight people can fit on the boat and other people are just on. Well, the... how many people are on this party boat? So. What do you mean? Okay. So they're having. And what is it? Okay. So apparently the Martins are having a party on their boat. Um, Ray and Don are great. They're had a great summer. Apparently um, Ray's now wearing like some collared shirt on the boat because he's yeah, I bet you he's got some boat shoes on. Um, but then the Martins have a party to which the entire gang is invited to, except for Valerie and Ginger, who show up. But what is the, they're just having a party? Yeah. Okay. So. But they can't even fit everyone on the boat. The party's also on Some the, people are on the on deck. On the deck. Yeah. So. Or not the deck, the like, dock. Right, the dock. Yeah, because the, the boat's not, like, in it's, the ocean. Right. It's, like, literally docked. The boat is docked, so there's people on the dock yeah. there. I mean, it seems like there's a bar on the dock, and then you can, like, go onto the boat. Yes. What is the point of a boat party when it's a docked boat, just to be it outside? Like, I, I'd want to... Like, go, I would want to... I would be, like, pissed if I went to this party and be like, oh, we're not, we're not going yeah, to Yeah, if you got to... Like, if you're friends with Donna, and she's like, hey, come, like... On Saturday, we're having a party on my dad's boat. I would assume my assumption is, is we're taking off. Yes, like no, like it was like oh, we're staying in a stationary. We're just in a place. So why, why are we doing it on the boat? No, no reason. <laughs> but apparently, so Valerie was not invited. <laughs> but she and Ginger show up anyway. Donna, being the nice person that she is, says. You're fine to stay. Claire's being really snarky about it. Mm-hmm. Claire really doesn't like Valerie. And I think, like, why? Just because she slept with Ray, like, for a thousand years ago? But in a few episodes, then they're, like, best friends. I could think of two specific episodes where her and Claire are, like, buddying up. Well, Valerie gets back on good everyone's good graces. Yeah. 
But she's out, like she says to Brandon earlier in the episode, nobody spoke to her but Steve over the summer. She said Claire wasn't, and Donna weren't returning her calls. We know her relationship with Kelly was never good. Well, Kelly wasn't even around. Right. She never had a relationship with David. And that's everyone that was home. And Dylan was, away. was away. So, so Steve, but Steve's the only one that talked to her. Yeah. All right. So, but they're they're hanging on the boat, and then one of the uh, friends of Felice comes over and says, "I lost my ring. Do you know where it is?" She said that she <laughs> she took off her ring to wash her hands in the bathroom. And I guess she forgot it and went back and couldn't find it. Not what she says, but that's what you're supposed to assume, I guess. Yes, that's kind of what... Because she said... She says, like, I washed my hands and I looked and it was gone. Like, implying, like, literally, I looked away for a second and someone took it. But she was in a locked bathroom. Yeah. So, anyways, um, then Ray comes over with her, you know, he's like, oh, what's going on? And... (laughs) Donna was like, hey, you were in the head. What happened to, did you see her ring? And she specifically said the head. Yeah. And I, my mind would go, is that what a bathroom is called on a boat? Um, hit the head as, the, as a term for the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's not a term you'd think Donna would use. No, I do not. Okay. <laughs> Donna says some of the... But this ditz in her ring, like, she's like, Felice, my ring was on the sink, or whatever. It's I took gone. my ring off. So, why, why did you take your... This just makes no sense. Why like, did you take your you ring off? You took your ring off. Okay, let's say you were taking it off to wash your hands, which I know plenty of people that don't take rings off to wash their hands after going through the bathroom at a cocktail party, at least. Maybe at night, you're taking a shower full on your, in your house, in your bathroom, you take it off. But if you're in the... In the undercarriage of a boat. I don't even know what the right expression is. Why are you taking off this expensive ring? Also, let's say you do take it off. Mm-hmm. It's right on the sink. What, what kind of a moron forgets to put it right back on their hands? I know. I, to be honest, I have actually taken off rings. Um, I've never worn anything like that. Uh, like an emerald diamond ring. I don't own anything like that. But I've I've had rings on for parties where I've taken it off just to wash my hands. But it's like when you do that, you're literally take your ring you put off, it down for one you second. put it down, you're washing your hands, your ring Sing is happy in birthday. your ring. Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twice. Uh-huh. And then you like wash your hands and then you put the ring back, right on. back on. Like it's not like something I don't know. I mean, it just seems But so however, stupid. as I can tell you, I've seen rings Nothing like that, but I've seen rings in women's bathrooms before. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but... I, it's possible people... I mean, it I... It just seems crazy. I've like, never forgotten a ring. She just, it just makes her seem like a moron. Right. And maybe she is, Barbara Corman. Barbara Corman, yep. Um, yeah. So, we then see Dylan go to jail. Well, he's going to visit jail. He's going to visit a guy who apparently was a buddy of his dad's in prison. And I guess he's trying to get information from him about the man who killed his father. 
And he doesn't want to give up the information. He actually says that your father asked me to look out for you. How is this man who is in prison looking out for Dylan? What is he doing for Dylan while he's out in the... Jack's been dead for, what, three years? This man was maybe Jack's cellmate in jail with Jack. So he's been in jail for three years. What has he done to protect him? No, he's been in jail for at least five years. Well, I'm saying at least, but yes. But I'm saying like the last three years since Jack's death, he's still in jail. Yes. What has he done to protect him? Well, he didn't help him when he was in a drug addict, alcoholic, slash got his money. Yeah, because he couldn't help him because he's in jail. (laughs) But he does end up telling him the answer he's looking for. And it was who killed my father. And he tells him it is a man named Anthony Marchette. Remember that name, everybody. Remember that name. So, back on the boat. I think the police are involved now. Yeah, they came. Everybody's looking for this ring. So, this is an... I mean, she said it was a diamond... They were coming, yeah. It was a diamond and emerald ring. So this is an expensive ring that she's got. Um, Felice then says to Donna, you know, Ray was in the bathroom right after Mrs. Corman. Also, does she call her friend Mrs. Corman? So formal. This is her friend. Wouldn't she say like Lydia? Barbara. Her name is Barbara. Okay, Barbara. (laughs) I just pulled Lydia out of my head. Okay, wouldn't she be like, well, Barbara was in the bathroom. Like, my mother does not refer to any of her friends as Mrs. Yeah, so and so. Like my mom but has Felice a... is like uh, like so formal. That's why she's doing it. But you know what's funny? I did have this conversation on the podcast with my sister that there were growing up, I'll ask you this actually. Growing up, all of my friends' mothers and my mother's friends, I referred to all of them by their first name. Nobody was Mr. and Mrs. Heather said the same thing, first name. But she had a friend, Allie, who always referred to everyone as Mr. and Mrs. And Heather had to refer to her parents as Mr. and Mrs. Mm-hmm. Because they, were, you know, thought it was a respect thing, which, you know, to each his own. Did you Mr. and Mrs.? Yeah. You did. Unless the parent was, like, specifically, like, call me so-and-so. But I did Mr. and Mrs. And my parents made my friends call them Mr. and Mrs. So they it's, never said to a single one of my friends, like, oh, call me Alan. No, not once. So, like, my friend's parents. But I don't think I've ever referred to your parents as Mr. and Mrs. To their K. Face? I don't know. When, well, maybe, maybe it was more when we were little. But maybe. now that we're adults, it's less of a thing. But when we were little, my friends called them Mr. I mean, Mrs. maybe K. in high school I did, just because it's like, I, maybe when I first met them. Now, I mean, I wouldn't. Like, Ernie was at my house all the time. He called my parents Mr. and Mrs. K. And he saw them Every day, times. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was a Waverly thing that we just d- didn't? No, because it's mixed. It's all different. I don't know, because I'm just thinking... Like, I don't think anyone, like, other people did. Like, first name? Like, it's, it's all just who the people are. To each his own, what the parents' yeah. request is. Yeah, I think my parents just didn't care. I mean, 
I'm sure people, I think people probably did say Mr. and Mrs. Levenstein. I can see my dad not correcting them, like just not caring. I see my mother being like, just call me Bonnie. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's just her. Yeah. Don't call me, you know, that's my mother-in-law. That's not me. I can Mm -hmm. see her saying like. Also, I mean, when we were like 10, she was like 30. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she was like a kid herself, basically. Um, My mother was my age when I was a freshman in college right now. Wow. Right? I don't know. Sure. She was 38 when I was... I guess I was 17 still, so maybe I was senior in high school. Yeah, wow. That's frightening. Okay. So, Felice... Felice is a great character. She's fantastic. Yeah. Um... There's there's so many like layers to peel like we haven't even gotten gotten to the cusp of Felice. And she's given us so much already. Yeah. Like she remember she tried to buy off Ray? Yeah. Like so good. And then in the one where Donna gets drunk at prom and she has to like fight the school board. Mm-hmm. Um And she yells. She, remember how mean she is in that? And she's just like She's like, You're ruining it. Yeah. You're just gonna go to summer school. Like she like hates Donna. She doesn't want to help her. Yeah. And John is such a doormat. Yeah, totally. Like he's like Donna's a daddy's girl, but like, like he could step, like he could speak up. Like she cheated on you, also. Like, mm-hmm. grow a scent, John. Don't let like Felice walk all over you. But um, and like also, that was such a good the color me bad episode when she was mm-hmm. caught by Donna. And in the one when she's debuting and police is like making her be like a debutante and, and she was like upset school. that she danced with Deshaun because he was black yes she's racist also yes she's got a lot going on and there's so much more to come yeah this season there's some stuff we find mm-hmm. out okay so Felice questions Donna she said that Ray was in the bathroom right after Barbara so and she didn't say it, but Donna's like, I know what you're implying, and Ray didn't take the ring. But also, there's 100 people at this party. Felice, you know who went to the bathroom? In what order? I think only because he said, like, he was just in there, he didn't see a ring. Fine, maybe. And she also, like, he's from, like, Reseda, so she doesn't trust him. Yes. <laughs> but it seems like they're on better terms with him. Like, she kind of made up with him in Palm also, Springs. Also, do they live on this boat? All of them? No. Yeah. Like, for the for this summer, do they all stay on this boat? There's not three bedrooms, because they're not going to let Ray and Donna sleep in the same bedroom. Absolutely not. That's <laughs> so, what I'm saying. It's not that big of a boat. So, if anything... But they imply that he's there all the time, but maybe they just commute to the boat every day? Like, doesn't John have to work? Yeah. John... I don't know what's going on, but... What is he? He's a he's a heart surgeon, right, John? I don't know if he's a surgeon, but he's a heart he's a doctor. Yeah. And like, what's Ray doing? Well, no, he's someone's doctor. Who gets sick and he has to be their doctor? Um, Joe, he's a heart doctor. Oh, he's a heart doctor. Yeah. yeah. Um. But maybe not a surgeon. Okay. I can't wait till Joe comes on. Mm-hmm. All right. So Steve now thinks because the Walsh house 
is going to be a mess. Let's have a party. He convinces Brandon. Brandon's like, fine, we'll do the house. We'll do a house party because they're tearing it out, tearing it down anyways. So let's, let's do it. Um, Ray, though, is at the, the beach apartment to pick up Donna for the party. Um, and he question he says to Donna, your mom thinks I took the ring. And she's like, no, she doesn't, but she does. We also see Colin move into his brand new studio. Kelly's helping him out. Um, Colin, well, <laughs> there's a lot more about Colin that we'll, we'll discuss, but <laughs> we have our quick, you know, introduction to Colin. And then we are at the Walsh house. It is in full range, like party mode. Like a super rave. Super rave. Um, Brandon's upstairs in his room, but you hear the music blasting. He's looking through his bag. He still has the engagement ring from Kelly. But then Jen, Ginger is so, like, relentless. Yeah. She's coming in. She's putting the moves on him. Then Kelly comes in to greet Brandon. Hello. And I feel like she's very rude to Ginger. She's super rude to Ginger, but also I want to just make a comment on what she says. She walks into the room and she goes, hey, stranger, you didn't call me all summer. Let's just unpack what that means. So what he did was, when they last saw each other, he proposed to her. She said no. And then they went to Palm Springs and he thought she was like a lesbian for a minute. Yes. And then they don't see each other all summer. He's supposed to call her to chit-chat in the summer. Like, they need space, Kelly. And also, also you... He was in Boston and you were in New York. There's no cell phones. You don't have each other's phone numbers. Like, yeah, you could have got it, but like... You're in the same same time zone, Boston and New York. Okay, but he's not calling you. No, but I'm saying you could call him. You didn't call him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, they're not... It's only three months. Like, I don't think it's that weird that he didn't call her. No. He didn't. He needed space. And she's like, I hate you. You didn't call me She, like, dumped him, essentially. She did. And he shouldn't call her. But then also, so she doesn't... And she's just, like, super fine. And you'd hate... But she... Yeah, like, she was like, I hate you, you didn't call me all summer, and he's like, I hate you too, and they're hugging hello. So they're kind of okay, it seems. But Ginger's in the room. She doesn't even look in her direction. And she's taking Brandon's hand and saying, come with me, I want to hear all about Boston. Like, trying to get him away. And then he's like, oh, this is Valerie's friend, Ginger. And she's like, oh. Like... She actually says, any friend of Valerie's, and then doesn't finish it. And then Valerie, and then Ginger's like, care to finish that sentence? She's like, no. Yeah, she's a bitch. Like, uh, that's... I mean, Ginger deserves it, but she doesn't know it yet. Well, that's the thing. I was like, you don't, that's fine. Like, she's friends with Valerie. You don't like Valerie. But you don't know this girl. You don't, you've never met her. So. Rude. Like, there's no reason to be that, be there. Also, I think it's so funny that they have to incorporate Nat as, like, the parental person. Delivering sandwiches. He's delivering sandwiches. Also, does the, does the Peach Pit do catering? Because it seems like he did, like, the catering, like, footlongs. Yeah. More than one foot. It was, like, six feet long. Right. But, oh, yeah, those, like, big, like... Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess they do, but would you get catering for this party? Like, I don't know that people are eating sandwiches. They're just drinking beer. Right, like in college. Like in college? No one catered a party. No. College, like house parties and stuff, it was all like, they'd have the, the, their funky juice or whatever. That's yeah, no like, one he put out food. 
Right. Everyone drank, like, from the keg or, like, the... Be- like, because we would always just get food afterwards. Yeah, you're not eating at those parties. Because also, you're not going Who to the... Who says the money to cater a party? No one has the money to cater a party. In college, you eat dinner before because you're not going out to parties until 10, 11 o'clock at night in college anyways. Yeah. So then you get to the parties, you're eating, and then if you want to eat afterwards, you'll eat afterwards. Yeah. Nobody eats it. But... But Nat wanted to provide them sandwiches. I mean, Brandon or Steve asked. I guess. Um, months. Months is a mess. Swinging from the chandeliers. She's swinging from the chandeliers. I don't, I don't want to be rude. It would have come down. He also gained a little bit of weight. Yeah, he's huge. From last season to this season, I was like, like you notice it, especially only because I just watched. The season finale of five. So he had like a summer. <laughs> I guess. Um, but he also he's so this party provides to the guests also spray paint. So people are spray painting like the walls, but also Muntz is kind of being an asshole because he's spray painting people's clothing. And then he does it to some girl who's like, what the hell? And then he's like, oh, sorry. And then takes his beer and pours it on her head. It's like, what is Muntz doing? Like, she had to go shower. Yeah. Like, she was annoyed that you spray painted her clothing. And then you poured beer on her head. If you watch yes. Vanderpump Rules, that's what Tom Schwartz would do to you. But It was a disaster. So... Then we have a surprise visitor for the party. The surprise visitor is Dylan McKay because Dylan McKay does not show up to parties. Yeah, there's no way he would have come to this. And look what he's wearing to the party. Yep. He is fashionably dressed for the party. Um, Valerie was wearing a super cute overalls. I loved her overalls. Yeah. Um, Ginger wore a shirt. Well, she wore a denim dress. That's fine. Yeah, everyone else looked fine. Um, Claire was wearing like a, like a green collared tube top, but it was like, she seemed like, she looked like for the time, like, right. Dylan is overdressed. Um, I just, yeah, (laughs) I don't understand his style, but so then he's talking to Brandon and he tells Brandon, he found out who the man is who killed his father. He tells him his name is Tony Marchette. Brandon knows who he is. Anthony Marchette. Anthony. Well, Tony could be short of, but yes. Um, you know why I just said what I just said. Um, Anthony Marchette, Brandon apparently has heard of. Mm-hmm. Of course he has. He says like... like casinos or It was like I see Donald Trump. Like, what is, you know? He knows uh, yeah. pre-presidential, but he knows... He said, what did he say? Casinos and something else. Yeah. So, Dylan now knows he is the man that killed his father. What to do with that? He'll have to figure it out. So then we see Ginger and Brandon making out. And Kelly in the corner is just giving Brandon a look. And Nathan pulls Brandon aside. And he's kind of like annoyed at him. He says, you're trashing this house. It's not right. And Brandon's kind of thinking about it, and then the realtor shows up. 
Okay, what time is this party now? It's in full swing, so... Midnight? Midnight. The realtor shows up in a suit. Like, she's in a business suit. she's been working. Why is she showing up at a home at midnight? I mean, it's possible this party started at, like, 8, so maybe it's, like, 10, but even still. Why is she showing up? She tried calling, she said, but they couldn't hear anything. Do they not have an answering machine anymore? It's probably not hooked up because they're moving. But the phones are hooked up. No one could hear it. The party was loud. I know, but the answering machine could be hooked up. Could be. But she comes to tell Brandon. The house fell out of escrow and it is all yours now. To which a look of horror comes up on his face because his house is a mess. So then... Brandon enlists the gang to talk about what he's going to do. Don is cold, puts on Ray's jacket while he's inside getting drinks. And what does she find in his pocket? The missing ring. He comes back. Everyone accuses him. He gets mad and leaves. And that is where the episode ends. I thought it was really nasty when Steve was actually being nice. And he was like, Ray, like, if you say you didn't do it, I believe you. And, and then, then Ray, Ray just pushes pushed him, him against the house. I know. He, did he think he was being sarcastic? I think so. I don't think he was. He was, like, hammered. Yeah, he was drunk. He's like, if Ray says he didn't do it, Ray didn't do it. Yeah. Um, final comments. The start to a great season. I concur. Thank you so much for joining. See you soon. I'll have you back soon because this is a good season. Great. All right. Thanks. Fun facts and tidbits. So the only thing I have are two songs. Um, When Steve is spray painting people at the party at the house It is Juke Joint Jezebel by KMFDM. Never heard of them. And then when Brandon, Steve, and David are in the car going to check out the apartment, the song is In the Summertime by Shaggy featuring Rayvon. It's a cover. Um, And I actually know this version. Love Shaggy. So, yeah, that's all I have. I'm not going to do a spotlight because this was a longer episode. But, uh, yeah, that's it for this episode. Thank you all for listening to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and on the next episode, we will be going over season six, episode two called Buffalo Girls. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you then.